Hello and welcome to the very first of hopefully many episode of Hauntedly. If you found this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume you're a fan of ghost stories, legends, and the supernatural and spooky. I hope that while you're listening to this, you find a new podcast to subscribe to and stick with for the long term and that you enjoy the episode today. For this inaugural episode, I'd planned on talking about several of the locations in the Historic Triangle area in Virginia. If you don't know what the Historic Triangle is, because some people might not, it consists of Yorktown, Colonial Williamsburg, and Jamestown. Between those three things, there's a lot of ghost stories and spooky stuff that you can talk about. So trying to decide which things to include and which things to exclude became kind of a problem because I had a really long list written down in my notebook and I decided that the easiest way to do it would probably be to just break everything up into three-ish episodes. So we're going to do Jamestown first since Jamestown came first. That made sense to me. Uh, We'll do Jamestown. We'll do Colonial Williamsburg, which probably will have to be two episodes because there's a lot of things in Colonial Williamsburg to talk about. It's been around a long time. There's a lot of buildings that have a lot of stories attached to them. So we'll, we'll do at least two episodes. I'm going to try really hard not to make it three, because that seems like a bit much. I can always go revisit things later. And then last, we're going to do Yorktown. And not all of the things in Yorktown will be colonial, because there's a couple of things like Crawford Road that aren't really related to the battlefield but there's some fun things in Yorktown to talk about too. So for today, we're going to focus on Jamestown. There are actually two Jamestowns in my house. It's real Jamestown and fake Jamestown. There is Jamestown Island, which is the actual colonial settlement with all the archeology span and all the ruins. And it's the thing run by the national park service. And then there is Jamestown settlement, which is like a recreation of Jamestown. And it's really cool to go to. Um, Actually, they do an event called Military Through the Ages, which is super entertaining, I think, and interesting to go to because they have all of these reenactors from literally like Vikings through Vietnam, maybe a little bit after that. And they they have all of these reenactors set up and there's something really interesting about looking at like a campfire where there's a World War II sailor, a Viking, and a 16th century pirate having a conversation. But it's really, it's really cool. They also have like three boats that are replicas of the three boats that would have brought the colonists in. It's a really cool place to visit, but it's fake Jamestown. So we're talking about real Jamestown. I'm sorry, I got off on a little bit of a tangent. It happens. The first story I'm going to talk about for today, we're talking about Jamestown. Jamestown is on an island if you've ever visited. It's still pretty out there even today. Like there is Jamestown and there's not a lot around there. You drive on Colonial Parkway, there is the glass blowing shop, which is cool before you actually get into Jamestown proper that you have to pay to go in and everything. Uh, when you go into Jamestown proper, you go through the visitor center and then there's like a marsh walkway to get to Jamestown. So it's really pretty. I will warn you if you decide, oh man, we really have to visit Jamestown. It is a fun trip. If you're going to go to Jamestown, go really early in the morning. You could also go in the evening, but it's going to close, you know, before the sun sets and everything. Going in the morning, if you go early, you skip all the crowds. And there is something 
I don't know. When you go really early, it's really quiet. There's not as many people. I, I think you can get a better sense of how alone the settlers must have felt. When you look around and you look across the river at some of the like cliffs and things where they could have stopped. Frankly, the last time we were there, I kind of looked around and I was like, why would you pick right here? Like, other than the fact that you don't have to worry about cliffs and all that good stuff. Like, yeah, it's an island, but it's surrounded by marsh. It's not real high above sea level, so you can't tell me that when there were storms, it didn't flood like, whoa. I, I don't, you know, in the summer, it's hotter than Hades. The bugs are terrible. In the winter, it's cold, it's wet, it's windy. I feel like if I was a settler, I would have like gotten off the boat and gone, this is great. I'm so glad to see dry land. But seriously, guys, where are we actually setting up shop? Because this, this isn't it, right? Like, this isn't it. So, you know, there's that. But they did. I'm not going to give you a history lesson on the history of Jamestown. Personally, I think the part of Jamestown that when you're walking through early in the morning or when it's like a nice day and the middle of the week or something and there's no school groups and there's not a lot of people I have found that it's not where the church is and all of the archaeological digs and the little museum it's off on the western side of the island so if you're coming into the island it's the left hand side there's a loop and it's got all these ruins of like the Ambler house is there and there's some um, foundation ruins that were left behind and that is the part that I always feel like that's where it feels like there's something in the air. It's, it's, I don't know, there's, there's a stillness that's just different than the other side. And I can't really explain to you why I think it just, if that, if there was going to be a creepy spot in Jamestown, I feel like that's it. Maybe because there isn't all of the buildings and the little cafe, like all of that is on the other side. So maybe it's just because it's just there. Like there is no, there's no facilities. There's no extra buildings they've put in. There's just the pathway and the ruins and the little signage and that's it. But it just, that's the part that always feels to me like, like you're standing in the middle of a room and people are holding their breath for a lack of a better way of describing it. But in any case, let's move on to the stories. You're not here to listen to me wax poetic about the ambiance and the wind and the grass and everything. You're here for stories. The first story that we're going to start with isn't technically a ghost story, but I've included it because it's kind of a weird and strange coincidence. The tree in question called either the mother-in-law tree or the curse tree, depending on where you're reading, is located on Jamestown Island next to the church. So here's how the story goes. Sarah Harrison was the daughter of Colonel Benjamin Harrison, who owned Wakefield Plantation. As his daughter, Sarah enjoyed a life of wealth and privilege. She was known to be a beautiful young woman, though headstrong. When she came of age, she was very popular and many young men came courting. As the daughter of a wealthy plantation owner, she would have been a good match for anyone and pretty much had her pick of any gentleman she liked. Eventually, 17-year-old Sarah becomes betrothed to a suitable young man, a few years older than her, whom her parents approved of. Things looked like everybody was going to be happy and everything was ideal. But then, 
James Blair arrives in Jamestown from Scotland. At 31 years old, he's considered way too old for Sarah. And she's already engaged besides that. Uh, but it didn't stop her from falling madly in love with him. Her parents tried everything to convince Sarah to honor her initial engagement. But Sarah proved how headstrong she was and broke her engagement to marry Blair. They wed quickly, despite par Sarah's parents disowning her in order to avoid some of the scandal. And in a last desperate attempt to change things, her parents had paperwork drawn up that would annul the marriage. But on their way to visit a lawyer to make everything official, disaster strikes. In a freak accident, a bolt of lightning struck the carriage and killed Sarah's mother, father, and siblings. The rest of Sarah's family disowned her, believing that her headstrong actions caused the tragedy. When she died in 1713, they refused to allow her burial in the Harrison family plot in the Jamestown graveyard. Instead, she was buried six feet away from her family. Her sweetheart, James Blair, went on to survive her another 30 years. At his death in 1743, he was buried in a tomb just inches from his beloved Sarah. A few years after their death, a tiny sycamore sapling sprang up a few inches in between the two tombs. As the church was abandoned and left to crumble over the years, that sapling became a huge sycamore tree that grew between Sarah and James, slowly pushing the lovers apart. Eventually, the church was rebuilt. Preservation Virginia and the National Park Service came in and took over the island over the years. And the sycamore tree was revealed to have heavily damaged both graves and to separate them by quite some distance. Sarah was pushed back towards her family, while James had been pushed six feet farther away in the opposite direction. When restoring the church, the tree was cut down. But that wasn't the end of the story. A second sycamore sapling grew in the same place as the first. Both trees are gone now, and the Park Service has since restored the graves and set everything to rights. But if you're visiting Jamestown, and you find Sarah and James's graves, make sure to keep an eye out. You can't be certain that James's mother-in-law isn't quietly waiting for her next chance to come between them. I really like this story just because it's very entertaining and it's one of those that like, is it a coincidence or is it the mother-in-law coming from beyond the grave to get one last little, eh, I'm going to get my way. If you want to see what the graves looked like, because like I said, right now the trees have been cut down, the graves have been put back to rights. But if you want to see a picture of what the two graves looked like with the tree in there before they cut it down, um, I have put a link in the show notes that will take you to a picture and show you uh, what it looked like then. Our second story is about the Ambler House. When you go for a walk on the western end of the island, where I told you things feel a little more spooky at times you will come across a large brick ruin of a house. This is the Ambler House. I'm going to spare you a long history lesson about who sired who and bought land and married who. What you need to know is that once Jamestown grew too big, most of the people moved off the island and into places like Yorktown and Williamsburg, leaving Jamestown Island to be divided into tracts of land. The Amblers eventually married and bought enough that they controlled most of the western half of the island. They built their Georgian-style brick mansion in the 1750s, and that is where, in 1776, Lydia Ambler married a young soldier named Alexander Mopin. 
He was young and dashing and seemed to sweep her off her feet. It felt like a dream come true for Lydia. But it was 1776 in August, and Alexander was soon sent off to fight in the Revolutionary War. In his absence, Lydia kept a constant vigil for his return. She took walks down to the edge of the island to look out over the river, waiting to see a sign that he might be coming home. She stared from the windows, especially upstairs where she had a better view, hoping to catch sight of him coming up the walkway. When Benedict Arnold set fire to the house, Lydia had to postpone her vigil. Because Alexander had not returned, one of her brothers handled the rebuilding of her home. As soon as the repairs were complete, she resumed her lookout. Soon, however, Lydia began to wonder. She had received no word from her love. Alexander had sent no letters. And surely, even if he hadn't written, he could have gotten some kind of word to her. But there had been silence, no news of any kind. Lydia began to suspect that her dashing young, young soldier had married her for her very large dowry. With the silence from her husband, Lydia realized that Alexander had taken her money and then abandoned her. She became extremely angry and distraught, and in a fit of rage, she threw herself into the James River and died. The house didn't last long past Lydia's death. It was sold, but was burned in the Civil War. It was rebuilt, but burned again in 1895, and then was finally abandoned. People say that you can see a woman sometimes exit the back of the ruins, dressed in a gown from the Revolutionary War period. Those who have seen her say she is extremely angry. Sometimes people have seen an odd mist swirling around, and even flickering lights. But don't be so certain that only Lydia haunts the Ambler House. When the National Park Service and Preservation Virginia did archaeological digs here, it found mass graves in the basement. They were believed to be from the starving times at the beginning of Jamestown Island's history. So when you're walking around Jamestown and you come to the Ambler House, steer clear of any ladies dressed in a Revolutionary War era gown and keep an eye out for unexplained mists and lights. You never know what you're going to see. I have to say, I find the creepiest part of this that they didn't realize that there was a mass grave in the basement. Like, did the Amblers know that there was a mass grave in the basement and then they just built on top of it? Was there another building there first and then they built on top? Of How do you miss that? I mean, Jamestown is, I mean, it's, it's not a huge island. I know it's big, but that to me is really creepy. Like, Mass graves in the basement. So, I mean, obviously the Revolutionary War era gown ghost is probably Lydia. I don't really want to meet an angry ghost. But I wonder, is the mist Lydia? Or the lights Lydia? Or is it people from the, you know, the time in Jamestown when no one had anything to eat and there was actually an instance where they are pretty sure they resorted to cannibalism? Like, is that what, like, that would be really creepy. Our last story of Jamestown involves either a host of ghosts or a time slip. I leave it up to you to decide which you think it might be. In the 1970s, a couple chose to visit Jamestown early on a fall morning. They were enjoying the quiet of his rather empty historic site, cool air, and they could take their time. But suddenly they realized that something about the atmosphere had changed. It felt off. It was extremely still and quiet. Then they saw a group of men, women, and children approaching. They were all dressed as the original settlers would have been dressed. 
The couple assumed at first that they were seeing some sort of large living history exhibit or presentation. Until they realized that while they could see the people were talking and gesturing to each other, there was no noise at all. As the procession drew closer, the couple realized that the entire group was walking a few inches above the ground and simply seemed to have nothing at their feet. Speechless, the couple watched the group move past them, heading inside the church. But when they turned to watch the procession go into the church, they realized that it wasn't the same as it had been when they arrived. Now it was transformed to what they could only assume was what it had looked like in the 1600s. As soundlessly as they had arrived, the procession moved into the church. The last man, holding the door open, looked at the couple, smiled, and proceeded inside, closing the door behind him. And with that, the ghostly procession faded away. The older church faded, becoming the modern vista that they had become acquainted with when they arrived. Did they see a ghostly group heading to church service? Or did the couple stumble into a time loop getting a glimpse of the past? Next time you're at Jamestown early and there's silence in the air, make sure you pay attention. This would be really cool and also really scary to see. I think it would just be so cool to see what it actually looked like instead of what you think it looked like in your head and watch all these people go and see the original church and all. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I don't necessarily want to go visit the time period because Jamestown Island in the 1600s, not exactly like the ideal place to be, but I wouldn't mind like walking past. But at the same time, I would be so scared. I'd be running in the opposite direction of they were coming from like, oh my God, I want to watch. But at the same time, I might pass out. So uh, Jamestown doesn't have tons of stories, which I was actually really surprised by. Considering all of the hardships, the terrible things that happened, the fact that they, they found um, evidence of cannibalism, I expected there to be more ghost stories. The three I've told you were all great ones, and they're all very different, so I, I think that that's kind of a nice way to start everything off. But... They're a good way to ease into the historic triangle. If you ever have the chance to visit Jamestown, it's totally worth a trip. And if you manage to see a ghost while you're there, that's a serious bonus. And I want to hear about it. If you've ever been there before, felt or seen unusual things, please send me an email. I'd love to hear it. Maybe share it on air if you'll allow me to. Next week, we're going to be visiting Colonial Williamsburg. I'm going to go ahead and say it will probably be a t at least a two-part episode. There is a lot to talk about in J or, uh, Colonial Williamsburg. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope that you will subscribe. You'll rate, review hauntedly on whatever platform you're using. I hope that you'll stick with me as I get the hang of this whole podcasting thing. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and you can find all the links to all the things on my website, which is hauntedlypodcast.com. The link to that will be in the show notes and to all of the other things. If you have a story you want to share, you can visit my site or you can just email me at hauntedlypodcast at gmail.com. Your stories can be anything supernatural. They do not have to relate to any of the episode topics that I'm talking about because I'm going to do some listener episodes where I just read your stories. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you for listening to my very first podcast episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stick with it. 
I hope you have a spooktastic day. And remember, if one door opens when another door closes, your house is probably haunted. See you later.